You know, changing the calendar from 2008 to 2009 is an artificial marker of time. January 1st is a day like any other day, except for the fact that maybe there are more football games on that day than other days, but it's just a day. And if there's something about January 1st that, that makes it a kind of day that we need. There's something about the way God has created us that we need regular moments in time where we close the door on what's behind and open the door to the potential of what lies ahead. We all enjoy the feeling of starting new. New semester, new job, new home, maybe a new perspective. That sense of putting the past behind us and starting the future fresh and new. Now, it's not as though we can just say the past never happened. We're not trying to say that. We're just trying to find a sense of of starting over, if we can do that. I think one of the things I, I missed most of, of, of not being in school was that coming to that end of the semester and everything was behind you and, and you just sort of take a deep breath and you come to the new semester with everything fresh. No papers hanging over you, no old test to study for, hopefully. Uh, you have that done. And you're starting day one, just like you started day one in the fall. And we all enjoy that feeling. And I think that's why New Year's Day is such an important and powerful time for every one of us. And perhaps it's a time when we are more open than at any other time of the year. More open to evaluate ourselves and to think about Things in our lives that need to change. And we all, a lot of people do New Year's resolutions. And most people, by if, if they're really good at it, by January 15th have blown all of them. If you're not so good at it, January 2nd, you're probably blown all of them. We do that because there is something about a new year Something about changing the date on the checks that we write. Something about taking down an old calendar and putting up a new one. That makes us think about things in a different way. And at this time of year, it seems as though we are much more ready to evaluate our lives. Think about where we've been and and where we're going. About what we've done and what we hope to do. About who we are and who we want to be. Nothing is more important for us to evaluate than our commitment to God. To think about the seriousness of our relationship with God in Jesus Christ. Throughout the history of his people, God has made covenants with them. And when the people turn away from him, he sends a leader to bring them back and to lead the people into a renewal of their covenant with God. Because his covenant with them hasn't changed. And he wants to renew the covenant. He wants them to renew their part of that covenant. And to hear once again what God has promised them. 
This is what we see in, in the passage from Second Chronicles 34 that we read a few moments ago. The people come after finding the book of the law that they had forgotten for years. They find it, they read it, they realize how far from that they are. And they come and they recommit themselves to their covenant with God. Recognizing this need for regular examination and renewal. Beginning in the mid-18th century, John Wesley began the practice of holding covenant renewal services on New Year's Day or, or in the other, other gatherings of the Methodist societies when he would visit them sometime around New Year's. These gatherings were a time for reflection and confession and openness to God so that spiritual stagnation could be ignited and so that continued growth could be encouraged. Wesley found the service rich and meaningful, as did the people who participated. In one of his journal entries, he wrote, it was an occasion for a variety of spiritual experiences. I don't know that we ever had a greater spiritual blessing. The heart of the service is focused on the covenant prayer, and it asks every person to commit or to recommit themselves to God. Now, I recognize that God uses a variety of channels and worship elements to speak to us. Some styles may seem to us rigid and unimpressive. Some may seem modern and faddish. And every generation deals with, with this, uh, this difficulty. This covenant renewal litany encompasses some of each. There are times when we will pray together prayers that have come to us through the centuries because there's something to be said for connecting with others who've gone before us, gaining from their experience, learning from their walk with Christ. And there are times where we will pray in our own words and in our own way because there is something to be said for expressing ourselves in a way that's unique to us. If one form stirs your heart and soul, I want to encourage you to embrace it and to receive God's grace through it. If one form takes you outside of your comfort zone, I want to encourage you to let God teach you something new. It's typically in the new things that God most readily gets our attention. Whatever your experiences in the past, open your heart to what God wants to do and say to you today. Who of us can say that any act of recommitment to God is unnecessary or inconsequential. So I want to encourage you to enter in with all of your heart. Pray every prayer from the depth of your being and allow God to use this as a time for transformation in your heart and in the heart and life of our church. Let us pray. Oh God, searcher of all of our hearts, you have formed us as a people and claimed us for your own. As we come to acknowledge your sovereignty and grace and to enter anew into covenant with you, reveal any reluctance or falsehood within us. Let your spirit impress your truth on our inmost being and receive us in mercy for the sake of our mediator, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
The Covenant Renewal Litany is printed on the insert in your bulletin. And as we, as we move our way, make our way through this litany, you'll be reading corporately the bold print. <clears throat> oh God, our covenant friend, you have been gracious to us through all the years of our lives. We thank you for your loving care which has filled our days and brought us to this time and place. You have given us life and reason and set us in a world filled with your glory. You've comforted us with family and friends and ministered to us through the hands of our sisters and brothers. You have filled our hearts with a hunger after you and have given us your peace. You have redeemed us and called us to a high calling in Christ Jesus. You have given us a place in the fellowship of your spirit and the witness of your church. You've been our light in darkness, and a rock of strength in adversity and temptation. You have been the very spirit of joy in our joys, and the all-sufficient reward in all our labors. You remembered us when we forgot you. You followed us even when we tried to flee from you. You met us with forgiveness when we returned to you. For all your patience and overflowing grace. Hear the word of the Lord from the 50th Psalm. The mighty God, the Lord, has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from east to west. From Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines in glorious radiance. Our God approaches with the noise of thunder. Fire devours everything in his way, and a great storm rages around him. Heaven and earth will be his witnesses as he judges his people. Bring my faithful people to me, those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices. Then let the heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself will be the judge. O my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly bring to my altar. But I want no more bulls from your barns. I want no more goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine. And I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Every bird of the mountains and all the animals of the field belong to me. If I were hungry, I would mention it to you. For all the world is mine and everything in it. I don't need the bulls you sacrifice. I don't need the blood of goats. What I want instead is your true thanks to God. I want you to fulfill your vows to the Most High. Trust me in your times of trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, recite my laws no longer, and don't pretend that you obey me. For you refuse my discipline and treat my laws like trash. When you see a thief, you help him, and you spend your time with adulterers. Your mouths are filled with wickedness, and your tongues are full of lies. You sit around and slander a brother, your own mother's son. While you did all this, I remained silent, and you thought I didn't care. But now I will rebuke you, listing all my charges against you. Repent 
all of you who ignore me, or I will tear you apart, and no one will help you. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Please stand for the hymn. Let us adore the Father, the God of love who created us, who every moment preserves and sustains us, who has loved us with an everlasting love and given us the light of the knowledge of his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us glory in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who though he was rich, yet for our sakes became poor who went about doing good and preaching the gospel of the kingdom 
who was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin, who became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, who was dead and lives forevermore, who opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers, who sits at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. Let us rejoice in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, by whom we are born into the family of God and made members of the body of Christ, whose witness confirms us, whose wisdom teaches us, whose power enables us, who waits to do for us exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Let us offer silent prayers of adoration for God. Let us now rise and give thanks to God for his manifold mercies. O God, our Father, the fountain of all goodness, who has been gracious to us through all the years of our life, we give you thanks for your loving kindness, which has filled our days and brought us to this time and place. You have given us life and reason and set us in a world which is full of your glory. You have comforted us with family and friends and ministered to us through the hands and minds of our brothers and sisters. You've set in our hearts a hunger for you and given us your peace. You've redeemed us and called us to a high calling in Christ Jesus. You've given us a place in the fellowship of your spirit and the witness of your church. Darkness, you have been our light. In diversity and temptation, a rock of strength. In our joys, the very spirit of joy. In our labors, the all-sufficient reward. You have remembered us when we have forgotten you. Followed us even when we fled from you. Met us with forgiveness when we turned back to you. For all your long-suffering and the abundance of your grace. Please be seated and offer silent prayers of thanksgiving to God.
Let us now examine ourselves before God, humbly confessing our sins and watching our hearts, lest by self-deceit we shut ourselves out from his presence. Let us pray. O God, our Father, who has set forth the way of life for us in your beloved Son, we confess with shame our slowness to learn of him, our reluctance to follow him. You have spoken and called, and we have not given heed. Your beauty has shone forth, and we have been blind. You have stretched out your hands to us through our brothers and sisters, and we have passed by. We have taken great benefits with little thanks. We have been unworthy of your changeless love. Forgive us the poverty of our worship, the formality and selfishness of our prayers, our faithlessness and unbelief, our neglect of fellowship and of the means of grace, our hesitating witness for Christ, our false pretenses, and our willful ignorance of your ways. Forgive us where we have wasted our time or misused our gifts. Forgive us where we have excused our own wrongdoing or evaded our responsibilities. Forgive us that we have been unwilling to overcome evil with good, that we have been drawn back from the cross. Forgive us that so little of your love has reached others through us and that we have borne so lightly wrongs and sufferings that were not our own. Forgive us where we have cherished the things that divide us from others and where we have made it hard for them to live with us and where we have been thoughtless in our judgments, hasty in our condemnation, grudging in forgiveness. If we have made no ventures in fellowship, if we have kept in our heart a grievance against another, if we have not sought reconciliation, if we have been eager for the punishment of wrongdoers and slow to seek their redemption. Let us offer silent prayers of confession to God. Let us pray together. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another 
And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness.
brothers and sisters in Christ. The Christian life to which we are called is a life in Christ, redeemed from sin by him and through him consecrated to God. Upon this life we have entered, having been admitted into the new covenant of which Jesus Christ is the mediator. He sealed it with his own blood that it might last forever. On the one side, God promises to give us new life in Christ, the source and perfecter of our faith. On the other side, we are pledged to live no more for ourselves, but only for Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself up for us. From time to time, we renew our covenant with God. But on this day, we meet as the generations before us have met to renew the covenant that binds us to God. Let us then, remembering the mercies of God and the hope of his calling, and considering all that his covenant with us means, give ourselves anew to God. Let us make this covenant of God our own. Commit yourselves to Christ as his servants. Give yourselves to him that you may belong to him. Christ has many services to be done. Some are more easy and honorable Others are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some, we may please Christ and please ourselves. But then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. Let us therefore go to Christ and pray. Let me be your servant under your command. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. Christ will be the Savior of none but his servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except by consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all he requires. Christ will be all in all or he will be nothing. Confirm this by a holy covenant. To make this covenant a reality in your life, listen to these admonitions. First, set apart some time more than once to be spent alone before the Lord in seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you, in carefully thinking through all the conditions of the covenant, in searching your hearts whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. Consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ, how holy, strict, and spiritual they are, and whether you, after having carefully considered them, are willing to choose them all. Be sure you are clear in these matters. See that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in the spirit of holy awe and reverence of God. Third, claim God's covenant. Rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so you can keep your promise. Trust not your own strength and power. 
Fourth, resolve to be faithful. You've given to the Lord your hearts. You've opened your mouths to the Lord. You've dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, never go back. And last, be then prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Fall down on your knees. Lift your hands toward heaven. Open your hearts to the Lord as we pray. O righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. God requires that you shall put away all your idols. Christ, God has offered to be your God again, if you would let him. God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. God has given holy laws as the rule of your life. The Almighty God searches and knows your heart.
as a sign and seal of the covenant we have made with God, I'm going to ask you to do two things. First, you're advised to make this covenant not only in your heart, but in word. And not only in word, but in writing. And I encourage you uh, sometime today, and uh, you can pick up more copies of this in the bulletins that are left in the back, but to lay this before you and to, to read through this covenant again, and with deepest sincerity and relying on the grace of God, take a moment and actually sign your name to the bottom of it and date it. And with the help of God, you will do everything in your power to fulfill the covenant that we have made today. And second, we're going to participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion, remembering in this act that all that we have done today begins and ends with God and with His grace to us through Jesus Christ. And so as we prepare to receive the sacrament, I invite you to please pray with me once again. Father, at this blessed Christmas time, we give you thanks and praise. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You made us in your image, and though we all have sinned and fallen short of your glory, you loved the world so much, you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem and there found no room, So Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem, was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable, Jesus was born. So from suffering and death, you raised him to bring us life. Therefore, with the angels who sang glory to you in the highest and peace to your people on earth, with your people in all ages and the whole company of heaven, we join in the song of unending praise, saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Truly holy are you, and blessed is your son, Jesus. As your word became flesh, born of woman on that night long ago, so on the night he offered himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, in remembrance of all your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we ask you to accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, which we offer in union with Christ's sacrifice for us as a living and holy surrender of ourselves. Send the power of your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts that in the breaking of this bread and the drinking of this cup, we may know the presence of the living Christ Be one body in him, cleansed by his blood. Faithfully serve him in the world. Look forward to his coming in final victory. Through him, 
with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen.